Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's a Friday morning episode. Uh, how you doing, Sam? How's it going, mate? Uh, yeah, it's been a tough week. A couple of things. First is, this is the first episode we've actually done this week. So anything you'd have heard, if you're IFS, anything you've heard all week was recorded last week because it was half term, so mm. we pre-rec, which means that this is the first time that we've done a pod since the sad death of Nelson Delaney. And yeah. and all I want to say is thank you so much for everyone's condolences and kind words. It was genuinely overwhelming, the amount of messages I received through a variety of organs. And it actually did make a difference to how I felt. And even the kids... Because when I showed them and told them, particularly when R.I.P. Nelson was trending briefly on Monday evening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I think it made them feel like, oh, you know, he's remembered. But it made me feel good because Mm. I thought, when my dog... I've had loads of pets die me in the past, right? And because we had so many pets in my house when we were a kid, when I was a kid. But like, probably the one that hit me hardest was when my dog Bella died. We had to have her put down in 1994 it was like she went out just before you know the euro 96 era six yeah she never got to see any of that andy it was almost like the beginning do you know what i mean like she passed away and then it all kicked off for me right like my life exploded any (laughs) right but when she died i must say i felt a certain amount of regret do you know what i mean because i felt like oh, did I give her... You know, and you think, oh, I wish I'd done this or I could have done that or I wish I'd honoured her life more. I wish I'd taken her for more walk. Basically, we didn't treat her that well. We used to just let her out the fucking front when we couldn't be bothered walking her. And, yeah. I, and as I've said before, we lived next to a motorway, <laughs> right? So how she never got fucking flattened, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I felt, oh, you know, I love Bella. Did we do it? But the thing about Nelson dying was that, like, I felt... I, I genuinely felt to myself... Oh, uh, you know, like I've documented my relationship with Nelson extensively on this podcast and in writing here and there. And I thought there is no doubt in my mind that he had a good life and I gave him a lot of love and our relationship was special. And I think all the kids felt that about their relationship with him as well. But seeing all the responses partly just sort of made you think, oh, yeah, you know, like people know about him because I've talked about him because I loved him so much. So that was really, really nice and I really appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you to everyone. It meant a lot. And um, and needless to say, we don't have to dwell on it today. But 
I know what you're thinking. The answer is yes, there has been some ghostly activity since Nelson's death. And I expect that to continue in the coming weeks and months. Nelson, as I've explained, was a very needy cat. Um, Mm. It was one of the wonderful, you know, sometimes annoying, but generally wonderful things about him. Because he wasn't one of those indifferent... Cats have a reputation for being indifferent, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, but Nelson yeah. was never yeah. indifferent. He just wanted yeah. <laughs> to be part of everything all the time and just required yeah. a lot of attention. And uh, so there's no way he was going to go to the afterlife quietly, put it that way. And there right. has been well, well, a lot of comings and goings and incidents okay. from the very moment he died that are peculiar, right. to say the least. So oh, do not think for a moment that Nelson will now be absent from Top Flight Time Machine law. He will not. He's going to make it his business. We've now got two ghosts the Queen in this podcast. Because we've Nelson. got the ghost of the late Queen and also of Nelson. And well, maybe they're hanging out I'm together. Really... Who knows? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Be... I would expect them to gravitate towards each other. Some cats, um, some pets do die. They sympathy die, don't they? Like after a, an owner dies. So my aunt, Celia, who, yeah. who, who died, she had this cat called Dom Domino, who she was really close to. And basically, like literally just a few days after, she, she died quite unexpectedly. Um, right. And a few days later, old Domino climbed inside a fucking cupboard, let out a like a blood curdling <coughs> squawk oh, and yeah. so they went over to see what was happening and it just died and Fuck. it was like a sympathy death and you know I'm not yeah. saying that that's the way Nelson felt about HRH Her Majesty the Royal Queen mm. but it could well be though mm. the, the, the time the timing's very significant I think no, very, I felt like close. that yeah the thing is he wasn't although he was old right he was 14 no he was coming out for 15 and I googled it almost distastefully quickly after his death. Right, I better mm. fucking Google this, see if it's legit, see if I got my money's worth. Well, I, I, I Google Oscars all the time to see if it's come down. Right. <laughs> you know, see if what, new scientific breakthroughs for dogs as yeah. coming down because of austerity. Uh, uh, his his particular yeah his particular breed yeah to see if it's come down. It says twelve to twenty at the minute. Twenty feels like a lot. Oh, how old is he? He's almost he's almost nine. How do you make it? How do you think it makes him feel when he sat there and he keeps seeing you Google when he might die? I don't. Well, I don't do it in front of him. Right. I don't like announce what I'm googling. Right. Fuck's sake! You don't do it when you're like on your phone when you're walking him. No. Mm. Well, if I was doing it, it would be up high. He wouldn't be able to see. Mm. You know, he's not aware of research history. I don't think he's my expected death again. No. (laughs) No. I'm just looking up the football news. <coughs> but, yeah, um, he had he had a good life, but he wasn't. What I was going to say was he did he wasn't ill. So my dog Bella, she like got ill, and right. she was like it was really horrible and traumatic to witness because she got quite ill mm. fairly quickly. But the decline was steep, and it was really you could see she was in a lot of pain and discomfort, and, and there was a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And then you have to make that decision of taking her to the vet and getting her put down. Uh, although I, I, I've said before, and this is one of my biggest memories of the day we had Bella put down, was although it was a very, very, very sad day, there was a definite chemistry between me and the veterinary nurse that oh. even my mum picked up on. Yeah. I walked in to say goodbye to Bella, 
and there was a little exchange between me and this veterinary nurse. I was, well, I would have been 19. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, the Euro 96 era was about to kick off. This was like an early sign that things were about yeah. to get sexy for me. Things were going to change. And I wonder I, if there's a kind of an ethical thing, with, like there is between, like, teachers and, and, and well, I don't say teachers and pupils, obviously, but maybe teachers and parents of pupils and also doctors, staff and patients. Yeah. Is there an ethical thing where well, veterinary assistants aren't allowed to date the owners of animals they've just killed? Well, she she hadn't killed it yet, but the weird thing about it was, and maybe this is what, you know, maybe this has had an effect on my sex life, I don't know, but she was idea. preparing the lethal injection for my dog, my best mm. friend, whilst... That's pretty sexy. ...whilst making eyes at me, and I got turned <laughs> yeah. on, and I felt there's a connection here, there's a chemistry, mm. and then she killed my dog. Um, she might be a psychopath. I don't know, but... There's something that lingers in my soul about I, that. I think she was a psychopath, but some psychopaths can be sexy. It's complicated. Yeah, of course. It's very complicated. Um, I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy with my daughter, and in that, they're always having it off with patients. Sometimes they marry patients. Not Are a they? big deal. Oh, I mean, right, that's then. in America where uh, it's private. It's all private healthcare, isn't it, <clears> out there? Right. And yeah. I was at the it's Blue Cross... Rules which is um, sort of like as close as you can get to the NHS for pets. I don't know if it's still going, but right, yeah. I mean, I the posh vets around here, it cost me an arm and a leg, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But back when we were kids, my mum couldn't afford that, so we went up the Blue Cross. So maybe they didn't, I don't know how they, maybe they had budget lethal injection for Bella. Use some fucking mm. bleach. We can't afford the good done. stuff. And yeah, probably. I mean, maybe your um, demographic was a cut above what who usually went in. So maybe that's why she was turned on. Yeah, what she thought yeah, I was classy. Well to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Not that I'm saying anything it. about the people who normally go and use so the, the Blue, Blue Cross. Cross. Well, facilities or we services. We had to go to the Blue Cross like anyone else. We weren't anything special. But she might have seen that I was... But you had a twinkle was, in your eye, though, Sam. You had, had a twinkle, twinkle in your eye back then, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a twinkle in my eye. And also, you know, I'd, I'd read a lot of books. I was bettering myself yeah. intellectually. <coughs> Maybe she could see that by the way I carried myself. Maybe yeah. I was holding a a, a a copy of a battered penguin classic or it was just peeping out of my, my jacket. And she went, here's well, you, a lad. You were, you, were holding, you were holding your dog, weren't you? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, but I'd my, maybe on the bus on the way there, I've been holding my dying dog, but reading, I don't know, like Some ha- a handful of dust. or Yeah, maybe Nabokov or something. All right, yeah, my dog's dying, but um, I'm balls deep in this bit of Russian literature, so I haven't got too much time to, to discuss it. You're just going to have to sort it out. <laughs> anyway, the point I say all of that is that you know, it's, you, you take small mercies. And I came home, we'd had lunch at my mum's and I came home in the middle of an insane thunderstorm and we walked in the door and he was lying there in a way that he often lies about. Me, me and my daughter would often say, oh, look, Nelson's dead, as a joke. That's sort of mm, like, yeah. my daughter has that sort of sense of humour. She makes jokes we, about we death We do that with Oscar as well, quite yeah. often. Yeah. And then I was like, fucking hell, he is dead. Oh, and man. my first instinct was... Obviously sad, but part of me was, it was really weird. I was like annoyed with him. Like, fucking hell, why have you died? Yeah. Fuck's sake, Nelson. Why have you just yeah. died when we were out? 
without yeah. any fucking warning or anything. You were fine this morning. Now look at you, dead. So, But I reckon his heart just gave up. And it might have even been the thunderstorm that pushed him over the edge because, you know, cats don't like that sort of thing. Yeah. Very loud thunder. But who knows? Don't, you know, don't matter now, really. I mean, he's dead and it happened quickly and it seems to happen in his sleep, so... Well, that's the thing. As you say, he's gone in in a position that he used to lie in and he used to sleep in, so you can only hope it was quite sudden. Because sometimes cats, like, go off to die somewhere. Yeah, they do. They hide, don't they? And they they do it away from yeah. where they live. So it, that suggests that there was none of that. And yeah, just, I think just, that he was sleeping. Up. He didn't even look like he'd fallen off the armless sofa. There was no sign uh, of anything other than just a peaceful uh, death sleep. So um, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm gutted and I'll miss him awfully. But this week has been more about sort of trying to get the kids through it because obviously that's their first sort of experience of grief, and it. And it shocks yeah. them to their bones, and there has mm. been a lot of tears and emotion. So a lot of it's about dealing with that. Do you know what I mean? Rather than dwelling yeah, yeah. on it myself. But who knows? Perhaps it will hit me, and I'll burst out <coughs> crying during this pod. But at the same time, it's like I knew he'd die at some point. I'll mm. just miss him. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, when we were talking about him in the episode that went out on Tuesday, which we pre-recorded last week, you, mm. you, you were talking about the idea of getting another cat to, to, be his to mate. Uh, keep him company during his final years or, or, or period or whatever we, we said it was. So that was something that was kind of yeah. in your mind anyway. Um, it was very it? It strange because was... we were having lunch at my mum's and we started talking about the same subject. Then I was talking about various, you know, which maybe one day we'll get a dog and the kids were saying, no, no, because Nelson needs too much attention. You, you know, you can't yeah. have anything to And we were, we were talking about Nelson over the family dinner table at lunchtime yeah so th- it was w- it was weird and then on the way home my my um my niece and my and my niece's boyfriend were coming back to watch Newcastle Spurs which obviously we didn't get to watch even though in the middle mm. of it all I said to Leah my boyfriend oh mate I'm sorry about this switch the telly on if you want you can watch the game and he was like no you're right because I think he sort of thought he couldn't sit there in the middle of all this emotional chaos with a dead cat on the floor fucking cheering on the Toon Army. Well, of course, Newcastle won as well, so we would have Well, I was quite pleased about that. that, yeah. That was yeah. a small silver lining. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, we came in, and anyway, this thunderstorm broke out, and I said to, the, to my daughter, I said, fucking hell. I said, uh, pathetic fallacy, because that's one of the things that she'd been talking about from studying English literature, you know, where the weather reflects emotion and whatever. Yeah. And she, and then my niece says, yeah, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. As the lightning struck and the thunder rolled, she went, ooh, I wonder oh. what's going to happen then. And I went, oh, yeah, and we all sort of chuckled about that. Two minutes later, we walk in the house, the cat's dead. So that was the first Fucking sign hell. of of ghostly forces or supernatural. I don't know what you'd call it, but... You don't think ghost queens took took him, do you? No. No, I, I think that maybe he it could have been that he died and then created the storm. Right. As a sort of an announcement slash warning. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then yeah, a, a, another that. weird thing is that when the storm settled and we discovered him dead and... Like, my, my daughter had stopped crying. She looked out the window. And, you know, the sky changes colour sometimes in a dramatic way after after a storm. 
she's got a yeah. photo of this. No word of a lie. The entire sky <coughs> over southwest London was bright orange. The colour of Nelson. Oh, Nelson Delaney. Yeah. There you go. There so you go. that's just a taste. And there's been other shit too, but I'm going to sprinkle it out as the weeks hold, go by. Hold back. Yeah. Hold back. Um Perhaps monetize it by mentioning it during the live shows we've got coming up. Yeah, or introduce a new tier, Nelson Ghost Tier, £12 a month. Free Nelson Ghost Stories, read to yeah, you at bedtime every night. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I've got my approval. Um, I think one other thing from what you've just said there, when you showed all the, um, the tributes and the messages mm. from listeners and friends online I think it's possibly validated the podcast with your kids a little bit it has a bit yeah because they they, they they obviously treat it with disdain yeah particularly um, the daughter it's, it's, it's a joke I mean my, my daughter's the same she's gone off to university and she's meeting lots of new friends and they have that conversation what do your parents do oh yeah and she has to yeah. tell them my father is a podcaster oh no and and you know where do you go from that it's it's ludicrous a grown man. What, okay, is, yeah, is but what does he actually do? Yeah, yeah. Like has that's he got, his hobby. Not got a job? Oh, they'd is be like jobless? this. Of course, he's got a podcast. All dads have he's a, a podcast. Yeah. All dads have a podcast, right? That's not the point. What's his actual job? No, it's that. I'm afraid. Yeah, no, no. They, they, that's his job. Do you Just know what that. my daughter told me? Because she said that they have. Yeah, and and you know, Len. To be fair, he wouldn't admit it out loud, but I know that Len finds the podcast funny when he hears bits and pieces right. about it right and he suggests things sometimes for deep dives and so <laughs> forth right and but he begrudgingly finds it funny so if I ask him outright what do you think or that, that he'll go oh, it's a load of rubbish it's ridiculous it's embarrassing but but uh, my daughter's much more sort of like yeah this is this brings shame upon the whole family right <laughs> and yeah. uh, and um, <coughs> she said well, I said I said to her once, what do you tell your... Because you know Len had this wind-up where he kept referring to me as former journalist. <laughs> and I kept going, <laughs> on the Bear yeah. Tent, which is a podcast I do with, I'm joined by former journalist, right? And yeah. I'd be going, I'm not a former journalist, I'm still a fucking journalist. And he'd just laugh, right? <laughs> and I said to Coco, what do you, you know, do you, do you tell him? She goes, I say that, I tell my friends, I told my friends that you were a journalist, but you got cancelled for racism. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, why do you tell them that? That's not true. She goes, I just think it's a funny thing to say. That's what Fuck I'm spreading. That's what I'm spreading about you, she said. Jesus Christ. I don't think she really told them that. It's just one of her wind-ups. She's yeah. always threatening to cancel me. She reckons because she's like part of the young generation. She said, because I'm, she, she regards me as toxic. That she got she, a dossier of things you said. Yeah, she will have me cancelled. She says she can have me cancelled yeah. at the drop of a hat. Fucking hell. Jalapeño. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Jalapeño. This is great, though, right? Two-week half-term, she said. Have you ever heard of that, a two-week half-term? That's what she I gets. I haven't, but I was going to say, th- thank, thank God that um, Nelson went at the beginning of half term and they didn't have to go into school and all that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. I do not think the emotion, particularly Monday, Tuesday, was so intense. I just don't think... I I would have had to have given them the day off. I mean, Len was all over the place. I think Nelson would have had that in mind. Nelson would have had that in mind. He would have known, yeah. He he was very aware when it was half term. Anyway, she's had these two weeks off, right? And then yesterday, I get a text from the school saying that she was expected, your daughter is expected to be at maths masterclass tomorrow at 10 a.m. Right. Till 12.30. I was like, fucking hell, what is this? And I saw it and I just burst out laughing because the idea that in the middle of school holidays you'd be called <coughs> in. So I go in and I go, oh, yeah. I've just had this text. And I fa- it was like she knew because her mates had probably, parents got it as well, and her face just dropped. <laughs> And I started reading it out to her. And she went, it's not compulsory. And I said, well, they say they're expecting you. I allowed her to come and present her case for not going in a right. formal, like in a family courtroom style to my mm, wife good. and I downstairs. Did you wear a judge's wig? I put a tea towel on my head. Yeah. I think good. that's what Terry Mack and, Kev- and Double K used to do when they did they their used to do court. That. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I did the whole thing. I I used a meat tenderizer as my cap. What do they call it? Gavel? A a gavel. gavel, Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang. Tell me why you don't have to go to school. She was useless at trying to make reasons to not go. And I said to her, I've listened to your case. And I think even you would admit it was very weak. And she said, yeah, it was. And I said, I didn't give you enough time perhaps to prepare. She went, yeah, that's it. You should have given me notice. I said, well... Times of the essence, because this is tomorrow. So I have decided that you shall be going to so-called mm. maths master. It's because it's a GCSE, yeah. So they make you attend to try and give you a boost, you know. Yeah. Like if they, if they think you might not hit the mark that they want you to hit, they go, well, you've got to come in for some extra yeah. sessions, right? And, uh, you it's know. punishment. Mate, some of our mates have tutors and shit. This is a normal state school, but some of them still have yeah. their parents pay for private tutors. I floated that idea before, and you wouldn't believe the shit I got for it, right? Oh, we did that with me daughter for, for GCSE, for maths. We had a tutor that came once a week. Was it helpful? She passed in the end. She passed at the, the minimum expected pass, but right. she passed and didn't have yeah. to go through again. You've, you've got to get English and you have to English get maths. You now. can't. You can't take any risks. Yeah, you've got to do what you've got to do to get With through maths. those ones. Yeah, yeah. But the thing was, once when she was really little, when she was like four or five, and she just started school, the her primary school said that they were doing French lessons for free before school started from eight till nine on like a Friday or something. And uh, I said, I'm going to take you to this French lesson. It's really good. You can learn French, right? And she went, no, I don't want to. And I went, ah, okay. So I just left it, but I thought, fuck that. And I thought she was still too young to really quite understand time. So Mm. I, one morning just said, right, we're off to school now and sort of tricked her. 
into coming to school early. And when we got there, she went, why aren't there any other kids? I said, oh, it's because we're a bit early. She went, why are we a bit early? I, thought, I said, I thought you could give that French class uh, a go. And I said it literally as we were walking in. She went, ape shit, right? Yeah. And yeah. I learned a valuable lesson. Do not try and yeah. trick a child like that because they won't ever nah. trust you. And she brings that up all these years later, all the yeah. time, mate. Like about 10 years later, she brings it up all the time. She says, I'll never trust you since that French lesson escapade. Trail of trust. Right? Yeah. And and it's why I've never been able to make her um, agree to having tuition. She's like, no, you tried that before. I said, that was totally different. That was just a free class at school. It was with other kids who you knew. Mm. Totally different. No, we've been down that road before. Look what happened. Yeah. I got very upset. And that's where the seed was sown that's eventually going to lead to you being cancelled by her. Anyway, that's where it started. she will cancel me one day, but for now yeah. I've had my fun because <laughs> I, I took her to school today. It's the last day half time. And I couldn't stop laughing. And she, I, I know it's cruel, right? And she's going, why are you rubbing it in? But it just seems so funny because it seemed like something out of John Hughes' movie. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, was very yeah. Breakfast Club. Or you know how, like, parents in those 80s movies are always threatening their kids with, like, I'll send you to military academy or shit like that, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what it's like because I fucking indulge and spoil my daughter to an unbelievable extent. Luckily, my wife does not and is much stricter in home. But I am pathetic with my daughter, right? Mm. I admit that. And this was one of the first times that it was me, not my wife, who insisted she go. And I was, and I did give her a lift. Um, but driving her into school on a half-term day, there was just something about... I don't know what it was, Andy, but it was so comedic in my mind because it was like a scene from film. Funny, and I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. And she was fucking fuming with me. And I just dropped her off before doing this. And I, I still... Yeah, she'll cancel me probably for this, but it's fucking funny. Go on, get in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No one else is there. There's only you and about 10 mates. Did she get to wear her own clothes she as well? She got to wear her own clothes and she dressed inappropriately as well. She's that, wearing uh, like... It increases the weirdness. She's wearing a tiny T-shirt, right? And it's mm. fucking blowing a gale out there, right? It's, yeah. it's spitting with rain. Yeah, There's a gale. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Put my coat on. I don't want to wear your coat. Put some clothes on, young lady. Yeah, yeah, I look ridiculous. When, when will you finish getting dressed then? Uh, yeah, it was one of those. But I mean, she'll be freezing for fuck's sake. Ah, <coughs> oh, well. Anyway, I yeah, suppose that's learn a, the main e thing. evidence of life going back to normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She probably it, had exactly. a closer relationship with Nelson than anyone. And, uh, you know, even she's sort of like just getting back to... Maybe that was one of the reasons I sent her. I thought, got to get back in the routine, mate. Can't sit around here dwelling on Nelson's departure the mm. whole time. I was going to say, you mentioned before you've were you you've had conversations in the past. You're not, obviously not talking about it now, but about getting a dog. If yeah. you do get a dog, mm. make sure you have some kind of support network in place. Yeah. In terms of dog sitting. Yeah. Because those things will fuck your life up. Yeah, yeah. Well, any kind uh, of obviously you've made me aware of that because I'm aware when you go on holiday and stuff, you know, Oscar goes to his hotel and whatnot. And so, you know, yeah, I know. And when you go on tour and stuff, you've always got, there were always Oscar considerations. So it's quite good that's made me aware of those things. Dogs and family members, make sure you get a dog that family members will like and be able to look after if you need them to. Mm. Mm. That sort of thing. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, it all remains to be seen because the kids are emotional and the kids aren't as keen on dogs as me and my wife are. 
and so it, mm. the subject hasn't been raised yet but I think if we're going to, yeah, we we will have to have that conversation at some point. There is a memorial planned for Nelson um, probably when we're back from tour now because you send right. him off to be cremated and then you wait and then the ashes come back to you in a, in a vessel. Right. And when that happens, we will scatter them and have a memorial. And right. I feel that after that, the moratorium, is that what you call it? I think is that's that what it is. a period of respectful yeah. silence. Yeah. And then there'll be conversations had about that sort of what what, what next for the Delaney's and mm. pets. There's such, it can be too soon. We got Oscar a week after our cat died. Because mm. we had a cat who only lived for one year and he was hit by a oh. car. Oh, that's horrible, and he was called He was called Ziggy. Um, so we, we were kind of still, I think traumatised still from Ziggy's yeah. unexpected passing and then mm. Oscar was acquired by my former mother-in-law um, for herself yeah. and uh, my son immediately fell in love um, probably through the, the, the pain of grief Yeah, he fell in love with Oscar are you saying he was a rebound pet he was a rebound pet yeah mm. yeah um, and it, I did a one night trial he came to stay with us for one night and the fucker never went back uh, now you're lumbered and, um, with old Oscar no, boy and it's a 20 year sentence according to the internet <laughs> with his fucking so, huge appetite for like meaty treats yeah he, and neediness as well of course yeah which Oscar is the needy uh, dog. can be overwhelming my, at times my, I saw my brother in the week <laughs> Uh, my brother Dom and he's got I don't know he's, he's, he's got one of those houses that's just got so many kids and animals in it I don't even know I forget how many kids he has how many pets he has it's just a madhouse <laughs> he runs a house that's quite similar to the house that we grew up in basically yeah uh, where I think the rest of us tried to sort of run the opposite of such a household in a bit. yeah whereas yeah. He, his one's quite reminiscent of my, like my mum's household and there's just animals and kids everywhere and he was like, do yourself a favour, get another pet immediately. And I was yeah. like, oh, feels a bit disrespectful. And he was like, no, you have to, because it's the only thing that will quell the grieving and the, and the pain. You have to fill the void Hell. instantly. But Jesus poor, Christ. he had a dog that he was really close to. And one day <coughs> he was chatting to the postman and the dog just ran out mm. through the front door past him and just got squished in front of his oh, eyes. Man. And, I think that he was he was very shaken up by that. I mean, obviously you would be. And his wife did go out. I don't think we've even discussed it with him. She was so worried about what he'd been through and the whole family. She went and got another mm. dog almost instantly, which he said it's sort of did that, help because yeah. it distracts you. Do you know what I mean? You've got to focus then yeah, yeah, on course. this new yeah. dog. Yeah, there's definitely. But that was that, very but, tragic. I mean, whereas Nelson's demise was not tragic in that in that sense. It was just obviously very sad like any death is yeah and uh, like you say we have got the live shows coming up um, which will give you some time to reflect I think before you I was thinking I might wear a black armband at the live shows or perhaps I'll, I'll an orange one perhaps yeah. I'll arrange some orange armbands yeah yeah I'll happily them. wear one of them as a mark of respect and you um, know what? At the I did the reset live in the week, thanks to everyone who came to that. And a lot of lads came up to me and said, really genuinely, people just who I'd never met came up and said, just want to say, really sorry about Nelson. That was really mm. nice. 
So thanks to mm. everyone who did that as well. Anyway, enough now. And it was that kind now. of environment, wasn't it? It was very. It was. It was, a, it was an environment feelings. of sharing and yes. vulnerabilities. Yes. yes. So I suppose it, it, it gives give you something to talk about, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for coming here tonight <laughs> to talk about the death of my cat. <laughs> for paying your um, seven quid to charity to hear me talk about the death of my cat, Nelson. <laughs> Um, hey, mate, what about? Uh, hang on, no, wait. Oh, let's what? just quickly talk about what, Alex. What? Alex Scott saying your name on TV. Is that yeah. uh, is that an old clip or has that just happened? It was on yesterday. It's it's it was a repeat because I've seen yeah, it before. I've Someone alerted, it before. alerted me to it before yeah. when it happened a while ago. But I was just I just had it on in the house yesterday. What? And so it, it just on. happened. Yeah, it came, the question Fucking came up just while I was just... That's amazing. I was, I was just getting ready to put the bin out. And uh, it came on, that question, which I, I then rewound and filmed and put on Twitter. What's the, what's the name of the show again? I ain't got a clue. Alex well, it's got Scott's, Alex Scott in it, so Alex it's very Scott's watchable. Alex Scott's Quiz Hour. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. I mean, God, to be I honest, mate, Scott. when I watched it, even I felt thrilled by association. I know him. I know him. I do podcast with him. I do the yeah. other one, the most popular one. That's like I'm on the telly. I'm going to ask a question about me one day. <laughs> do one about me next. Yeah, it's great. I've been in Alex Scott's mind. It's good to know. Oh, yeah, that's a thrill. That is a yeah. buzz, mate. I got a little buzz off it. You must have had a massive one. Um, she if you haven't about seen me that, when she's trying to sleep. Yeah, and her name. <laughs> I wonder if she felt like I don't know something about one of those answers I read out today that had a real effect on me. It's that name, <clears throat> Andy Dawson. It's so exotic and mysterious. Yeah, yeah. the way it yeah. rolled around in my mouth just felt right. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I need to know more. Who is this well, Andy Dawson character? <laughs> Does he have another podcast? <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I need yeah. to absorb all of his content. Yeah, and yeah. I need Whoa. all of it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean absorb. Um, yeah, football. Oh, one other brilliant thing on the telly. I don't know if you saw it last night or not. Harry Enfield did a thing oh, about the history of the BBC. About, yeah, I remember his oh, BBC so Two good. one being amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The story of the two. Is, is Paul Whitehouse ago. in it as well? Paul Whitehouse is in it again, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. It was... There was just bits in it that were just weird and silly, but there was also some like really intelligent points in it about the BBC and about society and everything. It was just... It felt like a cut above so much comedy that we, we, we see nowadays. Yeah. It was just so well done, so well, well, well thought out. Harry Enfield's always... Really, if you look at anything he's ever done, really, it's always been a cut above, hasn't it? Yeah. Because I, I mean, as, as you said nice in your tweet, he kind of combines complete absurdity and silliness with kind of really occasional razor-sharp sort of satire, yeah. but that he dishes out of a lightness of touch. All that heavy-handed mm. kind of posh boy fucking Oxbridge please with itself fucking satire that never makes any cunt laugh that you get very often on mm-hmm. the BBC and, of course, Channel 4. By the way, we've got to talk more about Channel 4 at some point, probably not today, because they've just they've literally had some... They're celebrating their... What is it? Their 40th? 
40 and they, they are having a full on midlife crisis I mean it's literally a midlife crisis everything I see about Channel 4 is <coughs> the equivalent of a TV channel buying a Ferrari and wearing leather trousers and getting a piercing it, right it's like they're all okay. like have you seen it like we're gonna buy Hitler's painting then destroy it oh yeah 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 we're well, doing we'll a show about, about cocks we'll, we'll talk about it on Monday yeah. Well, there was an interview with Phil Redmond in the Telegraph on the website today, uh, who, of course, started up Brookside yeah. on Channel 4's and first night, and then Chill. did Hollyoaks, oh, yeah. and, of course, did Grange Hill. Uh, and he's, he hasn't got many nice things to say about Channel 4 at the minute, either. So, uh, that's good. Um, what else is I going to say? Yeah, the Harry Enfield thing's brilliant. It's, it's just so yeah. good. So good. I'll have to watch it again, I think. Yeah, I'll and he's done it in the style of Adam Curtis as well, which I know you'll enjoy. Oh, yeah, I love that, yeah. Anything so, uh, yeah. that that's my telly tip for this week and if you haven't seen it it's on the iPlayer football predictions very quickly before we go uh, Bournemouth versus Tottenham oh Bournemouth nil Tottenham 2 I'll go for 1-0 uh, Tottenham um, Brentford versus Wolves mm. fucking hell um, tough one 2-0 Brentford I'll say 2-1 Brentford. Manchester United versus West Ham United. Ooh. Manchester United 1, West Ham United 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go for... Uh, this will be Manchester United win, I'm sorry. It'll be 2-1. Luton versus Sunderland. Um... I think Luton will win this 2-1 I say 1-0 okay and Fulham versus Frank Lampard's Tory Everton Um, 1-0 Fulham I think Everton will win this I think they'll win it 1-0 no I'll go 2-0 Marco Silva up against his old club yeah of course um, that, oh, just last week's predictions. We didn't do the, the update on the scores. You got seven last weekend. Whoa! Because uh, you got West Ham's result correct. Um, um, I got four results. What got three? So I am now level on forty-two with results. But you're on thirty-two. But you've, you've gained some behind. ground. So yeah, a little bit. It's nothing. It's nothing at this stage. Still of the early. Of still early. Of course yeah. it is. Just dig in. You can get there. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget live shows on sale have a look on our website tickets on sale uh, Leeds on Tuesday Sheffield on Wednesday and then some more the week after come along uh, it's going to be very very under rehearsed and <laughs> that's a good hard sell it's yeah. go- it's going to be magnificent I don't want to give too much away but there's going to be a little dance going on uh, <laughs> it's going to be special and it might be worth the entrance fee alone Goodbye. Bye-bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode. 
and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 